0: Welcome, morning church, and welcome to Holy Trinity. Really glad you can join us online this morning. Uh, We are exploring words that God has put in His Word in Scripture for us to look at how we encounter Him. Um, We've looked at joy, renewal. Last week, Pastor Steve looked at peace, and today we're looking at the word that is worth or value. What are you worth? What is your value? And how do we begin to even encounter worth? I don't know about how you measure worth and value, but I'm pretty sure that at some point you will look at a person or maybe look at yourself in the mirror and you will make a judgment call. You will put value and worth on either yourself or another person because that's how we are. You see, worth and value, um, like many things in the world, has been taken by man and skewed uh, and they've been twisted out of proportion um, of what God originally put in place. Our view of value and worth is ingrained in us from a very young age, and uh, it's, it can change and adapt as we grow in the situations we're in and how we think and feel. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, when I was at school, I used to hate the fact that value uh, and worth used to come from things we used to wear. And I, I used to hate it that I never had Nike trainers and all my friends did, and I used to have to put well, high tech. You remember those? Um, or as I got older, you have you had to have a label on your clothes levi jeans or or whatever it was a branding upon them to have worth and value even now i suppose i struggle with that perception that if i don't have certain things or if i i don't have uh, certain certain things in my life that that i will be valued less by people and if i don't behave in a certain way that if i don't try my best to fit in uh, to 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 be with uh, what other people expect me to be, um, that my worth is of little consequence. But I find it remarkable over these last few weeks as, as I've explored this, um, that once again, God has challenged me as I've, I've looked at this worth and value. He's challenged my perception of um, myself. It's not rooted from me. It's not rooted from maybe what you guys say, or what anyone says out in the world, but it all stems from God my value or my worth come from him. And the things that I think matter, God has slowly been scratching off and saying that doesn't matter anymore. And I hope and pray that that will be something for you this morning. He's, he's challenged me to rethink my priority of what actually matters, of where my worth and value come from. Um. Like I said, my hope and prayer this morning would be that uh, you encounter God this week and to specifically focus, start to focus on him this morning um, and his value and worth that he has placed upon you. Um, probably the greatest scripture that we all know that you, you see and you read is John three sixteen, And it simply says this. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him would not be lost, but have eternal life. You see, these words should express um, simply by reading them the length that God went to have us back, to show his love for us. Um, And when we do struggle with our worth and value, that statement, that piece of scripture is absolutely loaded, just telling us what God did for us. Yet such is the pull of the world, the the misleading claims to be this or that, to have this sort of stuff in your life uh, or to hit certain heights that we're awash with false goals. aspirations now there's nothing wrong with having a career or having nice things there's nothing wrong with that but when they come before God, then that's when the problems start when we pursue uh, things about our worth and our value outside of God and put them in front of God that's what in, in in Scripture they call idol worship and that's what we it's akin to today it's idol worship now Last week, if you if you didn't catch what Steve spoke on, he he spoke on peace and he, he talked on uh, peace, being in Christ. So this week, um, it was just kind of relevant that I'm looking at being in Christ when it comes to worth and value uh, so that we would be able to start this new perspective on ourselves. If you think about it, and I'm pretty sure we've all been in this place, we struggle with our identity, we struggle with who we are. More so nowadays when the world, the media, people say that you can be whoever and whatever you want to be. And that's not a time for us to get into that, but we take on labels from what people say to us, about us. Uh, The media tell us we should do this or do that. We, We often make a decision and come to a decision about who we are simply by what others have called us or told us all our lives. They say who we are and when we hear it enough times, we start to put it on ourselves. We're duped into thinking the exact same thing that we believe what they say. You see, our self-worth is too often based, is too often based on what other people tell us about ourselves. And let me tell you this morning, that's not true. It's taken me some time and even now I'm still working it out because that's what we're doing on this journey to, to work out that my identity, who I am, my worth and my value, to encounter it is unshakably and unswervingly in Christ. A great piece of scripture where we can encounter this is in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and it simply says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Love that, you're a new creation. It goes on to say the old has gone, it's gone, It's, 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 it's no more the new is here and my home prayer is again to for you to embrace that new creation that you are this morning the new is here your value and your worth is is just ingrained in that you see to be in Christ means to have faith in him to obey him to love him with everything that we have to know him personally and to make him lord of our lives and when we we do that it's it's easier to understand what we're worth you see, the one true authority on our self-worth is Jesus. And since he gave his own life up for us by dying on that cross for us, that should tell us just how valuable we really are. I don't know about you, but when you you really get to grips with what Jesus did for us, what God allowed to happen, you're just in awe when you read those words from John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, in awe of almighty God that he did that. It's hard to think that I'm, every day I get, I get the opportunity to be that new creation. The thing is, I don't think like I used to. I don't act like I used to. I don't pay attention to others or what they say about me or think about me like I used to, because all that matters is trying to be more like Jesus. And he died for you because he deemed, well, you're worthy because he wants you reconciled to God, your father. Such was his love for us. And if that isn't great news this morning, I don't know what is. You see, people need to hear that. We need to hear that as Christians. But people outside that have never heard that before need to hear it, especially in the world today. But then comes, how do we respond? Where does that leave us? How do we really understand our value and worth? Well, number one, we don't, we don't take doing it our way as an option. We, we have to cut that off right now. Doing it our own way is not an option. Attempting to create self-worth on our own is inherently prideful. It's full of pride because it implies that we think we can do a better job than God and that what he has given us and says about us isn't enough. And we have to go somewhere else to find it. And that is pride. That's putting something before God. And when we put worth on ourselves or allow others to do that, that's putting that very thing in front of God, before God, above God. And that is idolatry. We're projecting an image and chasing something that isn't from him. So if it's not from him, then why are we chasing it? But doing it his way has only got to be the right way, the only way, the single way, because you are valuable because you are created in the image of God and you are therefore an expression of God's glory. What a great statement. What truth right there. And when I read that, I'm just in awe of that declaration that I am made in the image of God and I am an expression of his glory. That's just amazing. There's a great story that I've just been reading recently from the Gospel of John and it's the story of Lazarus being raised to life after being dead for four days. and. This is a friend of Jesus, and he's, he's told that Lazarus, is, he's, he's gone, he's, he's, he's dying. Now, I don't know about you, if someone comes to you and said your family's dying, you want to get to them as quick as possible, to get, to get by their bedside and just see, see what you can do, if anything. But Jesus left it two days. He didn't go straight away. He left it two days. And we find out that Lazarus has died by the time Jesus has got there. And the account goes like this. that, that Jesus used it as a point to make that he had power over death in that moment, that Jesus, when he got there, he simply uttered a few words, and he says this, three words, Lazarus, come out. That's all that was needed to give life back to a dead body. You see, in Ephesians 2, we're told that we were dead in our sins, yet now because of Jesus, we're alive with him. We were dead but now we're alive with jesus lazarus come out Uh, jesus has accomplished something that no one else could for us not friends not family not the government not not anyone that we are now called children of god that we have an inheritance of biblical proportions literally we're told what we're what we can look forward to you see at the end of this encounter uh that, that jesus was was there to make this point Lazarus does indeed rise from the dead and he stumbles out of this grave. You know, Jesus has just been told that, that oh, he's been in there four days, Jesus. He's rotting, he's, he's gonna start stinking. But out wanders Lazarus, stumbles out of the grave, alive and well. And this next part is what really got me and what, what really struck me, I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying to me, this is what some of us need to hear today. He says this, take off the grave clothes And let him go. When I read this account, I'm just reminded that when we were dead in our sins, when we were dead in our transgressions, it was like wearing grave clothes, that we had them on, our our fates were already sealed, that um, our future was set before us, that there was no hope, no nothing because we had these grave clothes on. But then Jesus steps in we have the opportunity to take off these grave clothes that are holding us back and be released from the bonds of death because Jesus has put a worth and a value on us because that's what he did when we really and truly encounter Jesus when we take hold of our true and heavenly worth we can start to glimpse our real value according to God because of what Jesus did and I just really believe that this morning some of us need to hear that take off your grave clothes this is how we respond this morning this is what we do we encounter afresh our value and worth given to us by god we come out of the grave we take off the grave clothes and we allow ourselves to be free jesus said let him go today he is letting us go he is letting us be free from those things that hold us back if the world tells us we're this that we're that but actually it's only god that matters You see, Jesus defeated death and he says to to us now, we're free. We are free. The grave cannot hold us. Death cannot um, have any power over you. You're free to go. It's almost like playing Monopoly and getting a get out of jail free card. I really encourage you. There's a song I've been listening to, Graves into Gardens, and it talks about um, uh, just... God being the only one that can, that, that can change us into something, graves into gardens. Uh, and I encourage you to, to take time out after this, to just find it on YouTube, find it on your playlist and just have a listen to it. And really just try to encounter the Holy Spirit through it, to be reminded of your value and worth. You see, the thing about God is, the one thing that no one else can do and what Jesus has done is, is turn things around for you. He turns death to life. So I really encourage you to really encounter your worth this morning of what God has put on you. As we enter this, maybe the last song of worship that's coming up, I encourage you just to take a really, really good posture of freedom, of of worship, of of just giving thanks, of of being um, deemed something that is just got uh, no price tag on because you are absolutely priceless that you would know God's acceptance of you. Let me read that statement again, just as I close. You are valuable because you are created in the image of God and you are therefore an expression of God's glory.